Hello. Great, thanks. How are you? Happy good, to good. see you both. Welcome, Natalie, to this space. Hi, Daniel, in Spain. I'm really excited yeah. to be able to do this one more time. So, Daniel, what's new? With what's new with me? Well, I'm in a new location today because we've just moved home and I haven't got internet sorted out yet. So, excuse the echo uh, of the room I'm in. All right. Okay. No problem. So for everybody watching, we have Natalie today. And Natalie, you're going to start today's session by telling us where are you from? Where are you currently living? And how long ago did you leave your country? Okay. So I'm from Mexico. I'm living now, I'm in Spain, in Barcelona. And I left my country seven years ago. Okay. But before then, I actually lived outside my country since I was five. So okay. at five years old, I moved, they moved me to the United States. Okay. I was there for 16 years and then I moved back to Mexico and then from Mexico to Spain. All right. Okay. So wait, where, where in Mexico are you from and where did you live in the United States? I'm from Jalisco, Guadalajara. Uh-huh. And uh, in the States, I kind of lived a little bit everywhere. So we landed in California or around Orange County, San Francisco area, Oakland, nice. California. And then we lived there for about a year and then we moved to Vegas. Wow. And uh, we lived in Vegas <laughs> for many years. And then once I was about 18, I think, we moved to Colorado. And then from Colorado back to Mexico. <laughs> all right. Wow, that was quite a journey all over the states. Oh yes. Well, which was your which was your preferred uh, location while you were in the states? Uh, I would have to say Colorado. Right, Colorado, okay. yeah, Colorado, and also traveling to to Orange County. Mm. Yes, because I, I love the beach. I love the beach. And then Colorado, well, it's just breathtaking because of the mountains and wildlife. It's great. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I've heard that. I, I, I know a few people that live in Colorado and they always say it's so beautiful. Like once you get there, you fall in love with the place and you can never leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never been. So, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Cool. All right. Okay, so why did you decide to go back to Mexico after being in the States for so long? Well, I'm going to be honest, okay? Please be. So. <laughs> I actually I actually got deported. Oh, you did? In the United States, okay. yes. And I'm going to be honest because I think like sometimes, like especially when you're a child and you're taken to a different country, like um, you don't plan to move, right? Like you're pretty much taken there. Mm -hmm. So it's like not your your like uh, responsibility to really do anything, but um, I wasn't. I was young, I guess. <laughs> I was young, kind of reckless driver, and um, my dad. We we were all finally over age, like legal age. So my dad decided to go to China to follow his dreams. Mm -hmm. And when we did that, we signed a voluntary departure. 
So I didn't leave. <laughs> I stayed. I stayed there. And with the traffic tickets that I had, I wasn't very responsible when I was young. Um, I finally got caught up. And when they took me in, I got a, a an, they call it an immigration hold because I had a voluntary departure and I didn't follow through with it. So then they automatically deport you. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. All right. So wait, let me understand. When, you're, when your dad left, you, you signed a paper saying that you would leave too. Yeah, voluntarily. And then they, once you sign that, you have 30 days to leave the country. All right. Okay yeah <laughs> oh wow okay that's yeah. a complex you, situation you decided to stay behind anyway for some reason yeah yeah because my dad was like yeah i'm going to try my dad's a martial artist so he went to china to, to you know to learn from the masters and he invited all of us to go he's like well come with me you know we can all go over there but obviously you know i was yeah i was what like 20 21 Mm -hmm. So, you know, I grew up there. I had all my friends there. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to move. So yeah. we just stayed, we just stayed back. And then I, I, when I was younger, I was like very careless. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't think about consequences. <laughs> well, most, most young people, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I didn't think. No. So it must've been really hard for you to, to, take that step back and, and just like go to your country without knowing a lot about it because you left when you were a child, right? Yeah, exactly. So can you, you want to share more about that? That process? Yeah. Well, actually, you can say it was tough, but I think like when you're at that age, you don't see the hardness of it. Mm -hmm. You just kind of flow with it. Mm-hmm. So for me, and I've always been so optimistic too, though. So like for me, it was more like, okay, well, it's time to go, you know, and learn about my roots. So cool, I get a free ride. So oh. like, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that wasn't how I expected it to happen, but um, that's how it turned out. And that's how I looked at it. Um, yeah. It was nerve-breaking, just like you said, you know, especially hearing like all the bad news about Mexico, like its culture, uh, the um, the uh, uh, the drug. Um, hey, what is it? What is that word? Trafficking business. Yeah, or? the drug trafficking. Mm -hmm. But the word of uh, well, no, the gangsters, I guess you can say. Right. Um, and. Uh, but I don't know. I was pretty strong about it. I got there and luckily I have family there too. So I didn't arrive um, alone, you know, so. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> and how long did you stay in Mexico after that? I stayed in Mexico for 10 years. Oh, wow. A long time. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, actually. And it was good because when I went back to Mexico, I actually didn't know Spanish. Like I understood it. Uh -huh. I understood it and I kind of spoke it, but very Spanglish, right. pocho, like they call it, very pocho. <laughs> so you lost all your Spanish after moving to the States, like everything you knew before going there, you lost it. Yeah, pretty much because in, in the United States, we only spoke English and like the only Spanish that we got was from my parents who spoke mm -hmm. to us in Spanish, but we never actually went to school and had actual Spanish classes, you know, like to learn the language or the writing. So uh, I understood everything they were saying, but 
my communication was very literal from English to Spanish. So you could just imagine how that was. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were the Mexican gringo in your own country. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is outstanding. That's crazy. That is wow. so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was actually fun. It was fun. I, I'm glad I was young, honestly. Yeah, I'm glad I, I was young and it happened <laughs> at that time because I just took in everything, you know, of the experience that I had when I got there, um, learning my language again, you know, and, and uh, being open to it and <laughs> accepting yeah. it. Was yeah. it hard to learn it again? Or did you um, just No, it just happened. I, I just paid attention. I just <laughs> paid attention. I, I went to get my, uh, like my high school there uh -huh. like for adults. I actually didn't pass my high school there <laughs> because of my Spanish, right? For because of writing and history of, of Mexico. Uh-huh. Um, but um but it helped me. Like it helped me, you know, emerge myself to the language. And I just started, you know, listening to my family, my friends, and uh like slowly started to just speak. <laughs> Wow. That's, wow. That's such an interesting story of being yeah. a foreigner in your own country again. Oh, yes. Actually, that's, that's strange. Mm -hmm. It's strange and it's also kind of heartbreaking because yeah. um, you see like the back, like the backstory of people that get deported, you know, because right. I wasn't I wasn't the only one. There was many many uh, people my age, even older, those like 80 year old women that were being deported that have lived in the United States like all their lives, yeah. you know, know nothing about yeah. their country. They're pretty much American, you know? Uh, and then you're just like stripped from that reality, you know? So you're like, yeah, Whoa. Right. like you work there, like you don't work for free in the United States. You work, sure. you, you provide, you, you know, you're you're part of the nation you give so, your life to a country of exactly course. so yeah so obviously like going back even though I was very optimistic and open-minded about it but it, it did make me reflect like wow like wow like um it's, I, I don't know there's like no word to explain like uh that feeling of I like I cannot imagine and it's uh, like yeah. you mentioned we don't really hear those stories very much for some reason exactly. I feel like many people are ashamed to to say you know like I was deported yes. because immediately it makes you like look like you did something wrong and you didn't do anything I mean right. you, maybe you, you took the wrong steps uh and somehow but it doesn't mean that you you're criminal or that you're like Yeah. And people get that feeling. They they always have that like that vibe. Like I don't want to talk about it because immediately people will assume that if I got deported, it's because you know I was breaking the law. Yeah. I was doing something wrong, and it's not yeah. always the case. So it's yeah. really sad that we don't get to hear those stories, and we should we should know more because, like you said, yeah. it's devastating and it's heartbreaking to see that a person that spent most of their lives working and setting up uh, you know everything in a country suddenly mm -hmm. everything's gone yeah That's and they don't care hey no they, of course not they, they, they don't care i can't imagine how painful 
that I, I, I don't know I can't I don't even have the words yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's um what well, just to let you know like the pain that I did feel was when I landed to the border of uh, Texas and Juarez, which was the borderline I crossed. Um, like I got this like pain in my stomach, but like yeah. if some somebody had literally blown the air out of me and mm. I couldn't even stand up straight, I felt like I was like going to crap my pants. And like I asked to go to the toilet and then I, they take it to the toilets, but it's like a, a jail house, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, you go there and like everybody, like all the police are looking at you, making sure that you don't run off because you're with trucks. Like they have. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. on you. Yeah. Like you're treated, mm -hmm. you're treat, you're treat like, a, like a felon. I'm like, oh my God. And that's the only pain I could tell you that I actually felt that I had never in my life felt because I was nervous you know I'm like oh my god <laughs> like right. this is crazy like it's I'm happening living. yeah uh -huh. yeah mm -hmm. literally being treated like a criminal like a felon yeah. on the run and uh yeah that feeling's horrible that's that's not nice that can't be that can't be anything that a person should live through Nobody. Wow. Yeah. and they should at least be treated with dignity you know like all right well you know you you've you're not living here legally or you were supposed to, to be gone, but don't treat people like criminals when they, they're not, you know, they're just human beings trying to, to make a living, trying to get better opportunities or trying to just be happy. You know, most or, of the kids, people are just trying to be well, happy. Uh, we were taken there at a young age and, you know, exactly. we, we don't know, we don't know any better. Yeah, these, <laughs> yeah. Uh, these, these were not your yeah. choices necessarily, exactly. you know, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's so unfair. It's very unfair. All right, let's change to something like a happier hmm. story. Let, let tell us about moving to Europe. How did that happen? Um. Well, moving to I came here because what well, my parents lived here in Barcelona, and okay. actually, at that time when I actually decided to come out here, um, I was going through a divorce. So, um, in Mexico, it's a I had family there and it was good. I had good opportunities. I had a good job, but um, I needed to be with my parents. I needed to find out like the roots of my life of uh, getting to know my parents, like in a different level, in a different state, you know, not as a child, but as an adult mm -hmm. to um, like break beliefs that I was holding on to. So um, everything worked out for my parents so once they told me they had their residence I was like all right well it's time to go so I got my daughters I have two daughters so I got my daughters and I came here with them and um, I came here working as an English teacher as well so I had no problems with the transition and um, everything kind of worked out here <laughs> fine yeah so we're, I'm used to moving, actually. Madero has always moved us around. So as you can tell, you know, from I was five years old, from California, California to Vegas, from Vegas to Colorado, even though it's in the same nation, but you know how big that country is. <laughs> and right. so, so it's like every state is its own world, its own culture. Of yes. course. Just having yeah. to start over, right? Like moving to a different house, different school, different friends, different yes, weather. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. everything changes. Everything changes. Uh -huh. But it's kind of like something 
that becomes natural because even when I went back to Mexico, I arrived uh, to Juarez, which is the north of Mexico, the border of Mexico. And then from Juarez, I went to the middle of Mexico to Jalisco, where I'm from. And then from Jalisco to Leon. And then I lived there for five years and then I went back. And then from there, then I came here, you know? So like, I always looked for wherever like the wind took me and like wherever the opportunities were given, mm -hmm. you know? Nice. Okay. Yeah. So moving is something that you have that you have adapted to and become comfortable with and have have taken on as part of your life. Yeah. Yeah, actually it's kind of funny. The other day talking to a friend, um, you know, I've I've always called myself um a uh, a natural born nomad. You know? right. <laughs> right. And, like, <laughs> and like right now, like I just moved to Barcelona from Madrid. So when I arrived to yeah. Barcelona, I moved to Madrid two years later. I lived in Madrid for five years. And then th this actually, the circumstances that I lived in Bar in Madrid have pushed me to come back to Barcelona. So it okay. wasn't something, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Um, but, you know, you have to learn to listen to nature as well. Right. <laughs> you have yeah, to learn right. how to listen to nature and kind of let go of that um, idea that we have to stay put in one place. And then mm. like, like going back to the talk I had with my friend, you know, recognizing and remembering like, oh my God, I've always said it. And that's what I am. I'm a natural born nomad. You know, we are, we are animals in this world. And what do all, most of the animals do? They all immigrate. They migrate. One thing, uh -huh, they migrate yeah. to, to find their comfort, to find their warmth or, yeah. you know, the sun the or whatever, yeah. exactly mm -hmm. the food. So um, this is the same thing. You know, I, that's how I look at it. It's like, I'm here now and actually my plan in the future in the near future, if everything works out well, <laughs> is to go to Canada, you know? So it's all like a transition to, you know, to a big remove. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. All yeah. right. That's so, interesting. Uh, um, I want to know what, well, you've been in very, three very different places, right? United States, Latin America, Mexico, and now Europe and Spain, right? Which is also, you know, very unique. Yes. How do you, how are you able to adapt? Did you have difficulties adapting to different cultures? What were the biggest culture shocks you had to deal with? Uh, and what have been your favorite parts of each country or the favorite aspects or the, the I don't know, the most beautiful aspects that you, you, you hold with you? Oh, that's it. That's an interesting question. You know, um, from the United States, I can say that thanks to the United States, I have a job because of the language, because of the open mind mm -hmm. that they have there, regardless of what you see on the news, uh, living there and actually learning from them. They are the type of people that push you up. They don't step you down. Mm -hmm. contrary to Latin America yeah. Latin America is full of opportunities as well we are I think uh, that Latinos we are entrepreneurs you know not, we're natural entrepreneurs uh, you know life the life struggles there push you to create 
and to find solutions to your problems, especially the kind of economic problems and the job force that don't pay enough for you to, you know, to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, contrary to the United States, Latin America tends to push you down. They, they don't hold your hand. They hold out their hand to give it to you and they pretend to hold you only to find the opportunity to drop you to make sure that you're out of their way to reach success, which is uh, sad to say about my own country because it's a very rich country. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are incredible there. Like the way we just treat people, you know, is like home, you know, the way you party, the way you have the family gatherings, or even if you're not family, you know, you, you make family from strangers. Right, so nice. like that's the wonderful part and then there's a, a another part which is shocking to me which ha, it just has stuck to me that like bothered me so much there is a saying in spanish that uh says no hagas cosas malas que parezcan buenas no no hagas cosas buenas, buenas que parezcan que malas so in english you know don't do good things that are perceived to be bad right more yeah. yeah and that used to bug me so much because this goes to the root of um i cannot talk to i cannot have a guy friend because then it's already interpreted as if i'm a slut um i'm sleeping with him you know i am or if he's married or something you know you are the lover yeah you're not worth it you know it goes to that mentality of like you have to be like very careful of what you're doing who you're doing it with and like people are always judging you with every step that you're taking Mm -hmm. so that's one thing that um bugged me so much about mexico and unfortunately it's part of the culture it's not like something that they don't see they think it's it's normal and um in spain uh, spain has been interesting too actually (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it has been quite interesting you know interesting too. <laughs> Spain is different. Every, oh i know you know it's funny because it's like at the end it's different but it's not nah it's not so different you, you, you know how i see it is um so you know mexico is, is known to be a third world right and Spain right. supposedly is a first world. But in my theory, Spain is facade to be the first world, but keeps living in the third world. Oh, interesting perspective. Yes. Interesting, yeah. Why would you say that? What, what makes you think that? Because you come here and yes, there's security. You have uh, everything on hand and everything is okay. But the mentality is still very close-minded very close-minded there's still so much racism actually never in the united states never in mexico have i lived racism until i arrived to spain oh wow Wow. yeah because of the color of my skin and i was like wow or just because i wasn't from here you know like if Mm -hmm. i showed like when i first arrived and i just showed my passport just to you know get um get um to go to the cap to the medical to go to thank <laughs> you i'm lost the words uh, to go to the medical like um you know they question you like why don't you have this why don't you have that and you're just like hey you know what 
that's none of your business you're not in immigration like why are you asking me these uh, questions yeah um, you know i have my rights as an immigrant and you know i'm using my right to get my service right independently if i'm legal or not like that's that's not not your business <laughs> interesting so, that's a very interesting to hear um you know, and, well, very disappointing as well, because you would expect them to be more open-minded, especially towards Latin Americans, <laughs> you know, after all the history, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, again, they should relate a little bit more uh, when it comes to that. And um, yeah. I, I guess that, you know, also the, the close-mindedness has to do, there's there's got to be a connection with Latin America too, between Spain and Latin America, because yeah, I know how, yeah uh judgmental latin american cultures can be it's not only in mexico i mean i live in guatemala and it's yeah. the same in costa rica it's the same and i've been to argentina so you know it's it's a it's a common thing that we can find in our culture and that pushing you down or just like just like always you find that in so many different countries and it's so unfortunate to hear it that is. and now that you mentioned like oh well people in spain treated me like this they discriminated me well, then I guess it's all connected, right? Somehow. I, 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 I must add, though, uh, I've been living in small towns. Okay. Okay. So I want to think that this is like a small town type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I have heard otherwise in the cities. Like in the cities, it's more diverse. Uh, you know, there's a lot of more movement. Uh, so I think maybe it could be slightly different. All right. Okay. I haven't I haven't really introduced myself too much to the city here in Spain because <clears throat> uh, I was raised I'm a city girl <laughs> I was you know Vegas uh, Jalisco is like one of the biggest cities in the world <laughs> you know <laughs> and then landing in Spain going to like the smallest town you can think of so total contrast of uh, of living but it's also very beautiful mm-hmm there's a lot of nature you can disconnect you can actually slow down think uh right. reconnect with yourself which is amazing i think that's that's like the best thing i can take now from spain like i have i have learned to put my stigmas on the side mm -hmm. you know or um, bad moments and i've learned to just embrace what i do have and then right. learning, so yeah so interesting that you found that you found perhaps bad manners and you found perhaps racism and it's taught you to look at life the other way yeah. to other eyes yeah and exactly. to accept everything as at face value and as it is yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah, I, so I think as, as someone else who lives in Spain and as a foreigner i can uh, i can appreciate some of the things you're saying um, with, uh, with small towns, um, um, where everyone knows everyone and everyone's business is everyone's business. Exactly. Um, and, it, and it can be, it can be difficult, really difficult at times. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, and you're, and what you said about first world versus third world, um, I found really interesting. Because I know there have been times when I've thought to myself and I've said to friends uh, that I feel almost that Spain is a, 
a second world country. There should be something in between because it's not quite, it doesn't quite feel like first world yet. Yeah. Um, so, no, I appreciate, I appreciate a lot of what you're saying. I hear you. It's, um, but, but on the, on the other side, it teaches you a lot about yourself. Right. Yes, exactly. And yeah. so, um, I'm, and that's happened for me as well. Yeah. I think I think that's the most important, especially when you're traveling, is don't take anything personal. Right. Don't take anything personal. You have to like understand as well, like what people have lived through here too, because uh, yeah. Spain has gone through their own struggle, yeah. and, uh, as well as Mexico, as well as the United States. Like it's, you know, they all we're all full of trauma and of uh, beliefs that you know we we're holding on to and. When we actually pay attention to our individual experience and learning to separate ourselves from the rest, but learning to work on us instead of judging them for what they do, is you no. Know, right. How can how can I plant my seed? Yeah. Wow. Wherever I go, I plant my seed, and it's up to me to just leave that seed and watch it grow. Okay, and that's really that. beautiful. I love that. That's such a great yeah. life lesson. And obviously you could only have learned that after living so much, right? After being through so much and so many, seeing so many different places, experiencing all of these different cultures. And mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty that, uh, you know, that we get from moving around and traveling and, and, and living uh, outside of our comfort zone. We get to, yeah. to evolve as human beings and, and then, act like that accordingly when you're pushed beyond your comfort beyond your borders beyond what is natural and and yeah then you <laughs> learn to learn to appreciate and learn to grow right yeah. um yeah it's a, you know you know what's gratifying when you do that is whenever you go back to those places people are there for you unconditionally it's incredible. Right. It's incredible the connections you can make. For example, we are making a connection now, right? right. Like even now it's even like cooler because we don't even have, I don't even have to go where you live to meet you. Yet I know that, oh my God, I have an open door there. Like I know that somewhere in my plan, I need to go to Costa Rica to, to visit Chio. Or you I need to, to come. You need, no, you need yeah. to come to Guatemala, please. I mean, I, perdón, Guatemala. Sorry, Guatemala. I don't even know where you are. <laughs> forget. Or to Galicia, you know. I love the north. Yeah. I love yeah. the north. And I'm like, and I'm like, I know Daniel now. I'm like, I know any time that I have. Once I have free time, I can be like, Hey, Daniel, you know what? I am going over there. Let's let's have a drink, you know. And let's finally, yeah, so it's like, right, right. So it's like That's now it it changes completely yeah like it's like we create a chain of you know exactly. human beings and and energy and like we it's it's interesting how we keep finding people that vibrate in the same way we do you know like we we, we there's somehow something that happens that when we connect with people that we need around the world or through different platforms like this you know like how we've met yeah. um but there's still that energy, that energetical connection. It's so interesting how that happens. I love it. Yeah, oh, wait, know, wait. You're going to go have a drink. Wait for me because I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 
trust me, I am I am jotting down the places I want to visit. Great. I'm, I'm giving myself another year to become a little bit more stable and mm -hmm. I'm definitely, definitely going to go visit every single person I have made contact with. Awesome. <laughs> wow. So bad on wow. it. Sounds like that a big world trip. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to know if you have any like funny experiences to share from the moment. Like, it doesn't matter where, you can choose wherever you want to share. Um, you know, when you first got to a place, did you get any like funny experiences where, you know, maybe back then it was kind of embarrassing or silly, but now that you think about it, it was really something really funny happened? Uh, oh, yeah, actually. Oh, it's, it's something kind of stupid, but uh, so obviously my Spanish was horrible. Okay. And I was literally talking everything literally from English to Spanish. So when I used to answer the phone, you know, uh, to say to somebody, hey, yeah, I'll call you back, you know, or hey, call me back. Yeah. So in Spanish, I would say, si, sí, te llamaré para atrás. <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody used to crack up and just make fun of me for like the longest time but I remember always laughing about it you know because like I started to recognize the like, differences of the language right, right. Just, like no like you can't just translate something you have to <laughs> So much of the language is culture, and you can't yeah. separate the two, right? Right, and, right. And, and, and that's, that's where translation falls over. Translate, literal translation is a separation of language and culture. Sure. You just can't do it. I might have to start using that because people will find that brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like the, when I'm in class and, you know, I find my students sometimes tra translating things like yeah. di directly. I just laugh. I'm like, okay, say that again. It doesn't make sense, right? Makes no sense. <laughs> it it happens. So it happens a lot. Until we learn yeah. to realize, right? Like, okay. Right. Maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. Um, just changing the subject quickly, because earlier you mentioned that you were now planning to move to Canada. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, what's um, what's your driving forces for Canada? Is have you got something in Canada? Uh, what's happening there for you? Uh, yes, actually. So, um, a couple of years ago. So obviously I've said I have two girls and I'm divorced, right? Yeah. So um, two years ago, uh, we finally planned for my daughters to go live with their father. And okay. this was like, a, this was a family plan. Like it wasn't something like, okay, I don't want my daughters. Let's go. No, it was, you know, talk with them, with uh, their father. And it was uh, an agreement, you know, for them to go out there and to have some time with him. It was supposed to be temporary, um, but they love it there. And like, right. there's, there's so much more opportunities. I think like that is one thing that I am um, learning to value, like America 
what what makes it different from the rest of the world you know like uh, regardless of like what people say but the opportunities there are infinite they're infinite the style of living there and uh, it's it's actually like equal to whatever payments you have to make you know especially living in the cities like for example here in spain you know uh, you get 1500 a month and that's difficult to live with <laughs> You know, even, euros a month that's yeah that's in, yeah but no, that's not the average that's actually like what most people get paid even being professionals i'm talking about professionals here like um and that's difficult to live with because you don't get you don't pay rent rent here easily for a very very small place uh, you're not paying less than 600 euros wow okay and so if you have a family and plus you know you know the food has also increased in costs so cost of living is not balanced with um with incomes with incomes exactly so that's very difficult so like i'm seeing right now like uh my daughters they don't want to come here like they're over there they're living great they're going to a public school which is actually an updated it's not traditional like it is still here in spain and in mexico it's actually very open-minded, like at least 80% of what they're learning is practical. They're going to be able to apply it to the real life. And I'm seeing the effects on it already. Um, they're pretty much teaching like my philosophy of teaching English. They're right. learning it hands-on there. I'm like, oh my God. Like I thought it was just me creating something, but no, like they're already applying it there to the school. So that's awesome. And and so, you know, you know, English is the world's language. So um, I just finally thought, you know, how I cannot separate them from their father again. Uh-huh. because He's a good guy. You know, we had our differences as partners, but uh, as a person, as a father, he's great. And so I just need to, need to stop being selfish and just go back over there and just make sure that the girls are able to reach both their father and their mom with no problem and then so yeah so that's my drive so that's congratulations it's it's an amazing plan how old are your girls yeah they're 11 and 13 (gasps) wow teenagers yeah i know oh they're they're lovely i'm so lucky i'm i've been lucky with my daughters and i think I think like one thing that I've done great is being a mom. Right. Like, like That's so nice. The, I think that that has been like one of my biggest uh, learning points, like learning to be humble and learning to grab whatever book method necessary to make sure I know like what they're going through in each stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. There's nothing that will teach you better than your own children right exactly yes. your own children and and the life lessons that that are gained from being a parent wow there's nothing like it i agree and i must dad not, not talking about my daughters because but this is borderless right so something recently happened with my daughters and their father so their father works in construction he works the um, the retro excavators the big machineries right <laughs> i forget okay. what it's called <laughs> but 
it's a very well-paid job in Canada. But to be able to maintain that uh, salary, the monthly salary, you know, he has to keep working around the country and not stay put because everything that's worked outside of the city is paid a lot more than working inside. So then he gotcha. told his daughters, hey, um, what do you think about that every year we have to move to a new location because otherwise, um, okay, so he, he told them this, girls, we have two options. I can keep this job and every year we have to move to a different location or I can take this other job, which is gonna give me half of the salary I'm getting now. So that means we do need to live a tighter lifestyle, but nonetheless, we will have our stability and we can make a living. There's no problem with it. So my daughters, you know, they called me very worried. Like, and they were like, no, mom, what I told dad is that, you know, let us start school first and see if we get along with the people. If we get along with them, then we can stay. But if we don't, then we can go. <laughs> <laughs> I know my daughters. I'm like, have you ever had trouble getting along with people? <laughs> They're like, right. no. So why do you think this time is going to be any different? But I think, you know, talking about borderless, how do you implant this idea to people? How do you, especially children, and how do you make it seem like something natural instead of, you know, this mentality of like, oh, you know, poor things, they're not going to have stability, have, they're not going to grow up with somebody They're you know, like they don't have yeah. the roots. No, yeah. I told them. I literally just told them, do you realize you come from a family that travels everywhere? Do you realize all the opportunities that you have on your hand? Do you realize all the friends that you're making and the technology that's keeping you intact to them? Do you realize that once you finish secondary school, you have to move schools to go to high school? And once you finish high school, where are you going to go? They want to go to Japan. Right. So you have to look at this as an opportunity. Either you take it or you don't. But no matter what, uh, what you take, there's, you're always going to have the ups and the downs. The pros and yeah, the cons, yeah. no matter right. how you look at it. Absolutely. No matter how you look at it. So you can either open your mind and let yourself flow and get to learn the world because once you're you have your job, your career, whatever you want to do, you're gonna have the whole world to like to go visit because you're gonna have somebody there. So I thought, <laughs> you know, I'm like crossing my fingers, I hope this works. That totally changed their mind. And it's and it's show like this resilience in them that, oh my God, like we're not just made for one place, like the whole world is ours. Like we don't have no borders. The borders, we make the borders, right? Exactly. We make the borders. Nice. We make the borders, like right. but really. So there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be any borders. Yeah, exactly. We should all be free to just go and live and and provide and, and and make this world a better place. Like imagine if everybody had the opportunity to move around doing something positive, then this world would definitely be better, right? But sometimes we're just forced to stay in one place because of lack of opportunities or, or whatever, technicalities. And then so much potential is also wasted. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. Shame. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's mm -hmm. so wonderful for your girls. And you know, it's yeah. a great age. I, I remember working with middle schoolers, like kids that are 13, 14, 15. They're so mm -hmm. much fun, you know, because they, they still have that 
kid energy, but uh, they want to, you know, they're growing up. So they start having their own opinions, their own yes, ideas. question and everything. Everything. And yes. it's, it's amazing. I, I really yes. enjoy that part, you know, working with people that age because you get to learn a lot from them. So You do. And like the way they're so awake. Yeah. Right. They're so awake. You think. And, and this is something that, you know, I think as, as teachers, like when you work with little kids, you realize when you think they're not paying attention, that is when they're mostly paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> How true. Like true. they have these ears that just capture everything, everything. It's crazy. So, yeah. Well, good cool. luck with all your new projects and hopefully we'll get to... Uh, at least I want to get to meet you at some point. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter if it's in yeah. Spain or if you come to Guatemala or no. You know we can meet anywhere in the world, but hopefully we will yeah. get to meet in person one day. That would be great. I'm I sure we will. And, and Canada is on my hit list, so whenever you land, you let me know <laughs> because uh, I'm I'm definitely in for a trip to Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have a couple of friends in Canada. I would like to visit too. So that would be that would yeah. be nice. Well, you know, Canada right now is opening their doors to, right. to yeah. immigrants. So, and life there is, it's really good. So, it's very good safe. It's, it's good. And well, if you, want, if you want to come to Barcelona before you go anywhere else, then you have a home here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the fact that you share your story with us. You know, you opened yeah. up and told us that. You know, the sad parts and the good parts as well. So yeah. thank you very yeah. much for being here. I don't know, if Daniel, if you have any final questions before we wrap it up? I, I just wanted to say your honesty and openness is refreshing. Um, it's been so cool talking to you and getting to know your story a little better. Um, and yeah, I, I look forward to meeting you in person. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. No, thank <laughs> you guys. Thank you guys for the space. You guys know that, you know, we're always in contact. Thank God to yeah. other other opportunities we have had to meet each other and that's cool right right exactly <laughs> yeah well thank Very you good. everybody for, for being right. here and thank you for everybody who's watching this and of course you need to remember to subscribe to the channel right so you don't miss these episodes and you get to meet all these fantastic people we're going to be talking to like natalie and learning from each other's stories which i think is you know the best part of this so yes, thank you everybody Absolutely. and see you thank soon you. See you again soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.